my Lord and my God, I surely believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. And the Lord's servant, says St. Paul, must not be quarrelsome, but kindly to everyone, an apt teacher, forbearing, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant they will repent and come to know the truth, and they may escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. St. Paul speaks to us about looking around to other people and helping them <coughs> to be better. And while the Father has written to us recently about fraternal correction, inviting us to rediscover the richness, the treasure of fraternal correction. We could thank our Lord that we live this practice the way that we do in the work, that we're open to being corrected, that we trying to put the effort into helping our sisters to be corrected, helping everyone to be better. Because if you want to be more, be better. And because we know that's the greatest good, we're helping people to be holy. That's why we're here. <clears throat> and so we have this treasure of charity, whereby we try to see others with the eyes of Christ. Lord, help me to see, Domine Vidiam. Always look at others with your eyes to see the good that is in them. Don't let the devil blind me to other things. It's an expression of the trust that our Lord wants us to live in the work. We trust the others to correct us. And they trust us to correct them. We rely on the others. We're never alone. One of the ways that we express that is through fraternal correction. People have our back. They're watching out for us. They want the best for us. And they want us to be better and holier. And we all have that same responsibility. To be looking out for the best in the others around us and helping them to be better and to be the best. One time when they get together in Rome, Don Alvaro was talking about how we might see something that's going to be a matter for correction, but we might say, well, that person is much older than me, or they're much longer in the work, or they're much better than me. A whole pile of other thoughts could go through our mind. But he said, you are there for that person in persona patris, the person of the Father. And I am the Father, and I want that person to be holy. And so he was encouraging us, urging us to live this practice well, to see ourselves as being in persona patris, in the person of the Father, for those people that are there around us, so that we're not put off or distracted from giving corrections for all sorts of reasons, 
fear of invading the privacy of the other person or the sense of telling tales or lack of naturalness because of the involvement of a third party or a lack of confidence to say something in a fraternal way. The devil can place all sorts of obstacles in front of us. Self-love could be another one. I don't correct a person out of comfort. Makes too much demands on myself. All of that may be easy, but it's not supernatural. And our Lord invites us to be very supernatural. To see the person with the eyes of Christ. To pass on the charity of Christ to that person. And to remind ourselves each time that we have to give a correction. Is that this is the greatest act of supernatural love that I could practice with my sister. It's a reminder them to, the, to them that they're not alone, that they form part of a family, that they're understood, that they're helped, that they're loved, that they want, the people around them want the best for them, they want heaven for them. It's one of the ways that we protect the spirit of the work. We make sure that our spirit is lived in all of its authenticity. And for that, we'll have to account before God of how we have been vigilant with the treasure that has been entrusted to us. And so it's a serious responsibility. And when we receive a fraternal correction, well, first and foremost, we could try and always remember, well, this is the greatest act of supernatural affection that somebody can practice with me. Irrespective of how I may feel or how this thing may have... It may, over and above everything else, it's a great act of affection. And that colors everything. Sometimes when we get an injection or a jab, there can be a little prick or something and could sting for a moment or two. But then the fruit of that injection, we know it also is a great good. Well, the same thing with fraternal correction. There might be an initial little pain or difficulty, but then we know this thing is going to do us a great good. <coughs> And then we bring it to our prayer, or we talk about it in the chat, and we try to go deeper on that particular point. It can be a very good thing to write it down, and our next recollection, or maybe an extra treat, to have a little look back at the corrections we've received, to remind ourselves of those things, and to keep struggling in them. Some of them, they might be work for a lifetime. We won't be able to make a big impact or a big inroads immediately, but over time, maybe we'll produce the, the fruit of the improvement. Yeah. And so we shouldn't have any fear of receiving a correction. It's not a sign of failure or dishonor. Memories of corrections in the past can only fill us with gratitude. <coughs> For the people around us who take who taken the trouble to point out certain things to us. They can lead us to have a great spirit of thanksgiving. To our Lord as proof that we're part of a family. And when we bring it to our prayer and look at it with the lights of the Holy Spirit, well hopefully we see it in the context of love. That fraternal correction is born of love. And therefore we have to try and respond with love. See what I can do to improve on this particular point.
take it seriously, writing it down, looking at it again and again. And so it's charity expressed in the greatest possible ways. Lord, help us to rediscover the value of eternal correction. And as we get older in our vocation, well, then we have a great responsibility because we have more formation, because we have more maturity, because we have more experience. We see things in different ways. We see consequences of actions or works or ways of doing things. And that helps us to have a, well, a, a bigger picture. Don Alvaro used to say that whenever anyone was corrected by our father, they felt wounded, but wounded by the love of God. Our father set the bar very high. And so we always had tried to have a big heart, said our father, for loving God and for loving others. He said, I often ask our Lord, to give me a, a heart to the measure of his. And so it's all about heart, wanting the best. It might be more comfortable to let things pass or not to have to say certain things to people, but yet it's not more supernatural. It's to try and have the fortitude to say no to our comfort or to our self-love so that we, we face the challenge we live our generosity and our spirit of service in that way. It's one of the ways that we expand our hearts, our heart, and we make sure that it's in the right place, in our vocation, in the apostolate, in the fruitfulness of what we're doing. And so I do this in the first place, said our Father, to be more full of him. And then to love everyone without ever complaining. I'm able to be understanding and forgive other people's defects because I cannot forget how much God has put up for me. We don't correct other people because we are better than them. We know we're worse than them. We try and see all the people around us as saints who are struggling to be holy, perhaps carrying a cross. <clears throat> but people whom God has placed in our midst so that we can help them to carry that cross and help them to reach that sanctity that God has called them to every time we have to point out something to people where we can try and think of what are their good points we live with great people we need to remind ourselves of that from time to time done wonderful things, who are very generous with their life, or trying to put virtues into practice, who work hard, who give themselves again and again. It's a wonderful scenario. But the understanding that we have of other people, said our Father, which is true affection, is also shown in fraternal correction. It's interesting how our Father, when he was setting up the work, insisted with the Holy See that he would have two people there closer to him who would be the people who would correct him. It's a manifestation of a lot of humility, awareness of our own nothingness. We need people around us who will tell us things. Our Father had the humility and the 
great love of his vocation to want that. Want all the help that he could get. I need this help, he told the people. And if I'm to give that spiritual input to so many people, well, I, <clears throat> I need people around me who can tell me all sorts of things. And that's a great grace and a great gift. Thank you, Lord, for placing people around me who can tell me things. And sometimes they might be very small things, <coughs> but sometimes they might be big things with huge con consequences. It's a means of formation. Our formation is ongoing all the time. And part of that formation, that may be depending on that particular point that that person has seen with the grace of the Holy Spirit and they'll point out to me, which might have wonderful consequences later on or might save me from many dangers, dangers that I might not have seen or realized because they want me to get to heaven. And so it's born of affection. One of the ways we have of helping people, helping them a little more, to be a little better and to be happier. <clears throat> we can be very happy when we receive a correction because it's a sign we're on the right track. That people are helping us. We're not way off track. You run very well, says St. Paul, but you're outside the court. What a tragedy, you know? what a silly thing. You're running so well, but outside the course, in the wrong direction. And that's why we need people around us to bring us back a little bit onto the right direction, because we're all capable of going astray. And if on occasion we find it a little bit more difficult to do, because of the person or because of the topic, but it may be all the more important. And we can ask our Lord for the grace to help us to follow through with that particular thing. It's one of the ways we build up our family warmth. And in this year of St. Joseph, well, that's one of our concerns. <coughs> to grow closer as a family, be more united, more focused. And Joseph will draw us together bring new fruits. We could ask him to help us to see the, the ways in which we can build up that family spirit, like he built it up in the Holy Family. And in the recent letter the Father has sent us, he's invited us this week to be a little more focused on St. Mary Magdalene, on her feast day, on her significance for us, on the trajectory of her life which brought about a great conversion she who came to love our Lord in such a powerful way, faithful to the cross. <clears throat> well, Mary Magdalene, help us to see that I also need conversion. Help me to see the areas and places and ways where I need to be converted. And maybe other people need to point that out to me. And that truth will set us free. Liberate us for a new beginning, the right track. And so when we receive a correction, we can try and bring it to our prayer, talk to our Lord about it. And hopefully, eventually see what a great help that is for our soul. Ultimately, fraternal correction is focused on our soul. 
helping our soul to be better, better disposed, more humble, more effective. With that wonderful consolation of knowing that I'm, I'm not left on my own, I'm formed part of this family, family that St. Joseph is looking out for. And this is all part of God's plan, part of his gaze. He looks upon us in his loving providence and sends us people to help us. St. Paul says to the Romans, and if you are sure that you were a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of children, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, will you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? There's a whole pile of things that we may see in the lives of others, but we don't see in our own life. Because all our greatest effects were blinded by our crime. But other people see them, and possibly they see them in glorious technicolor. They see us as we are. And so we always have to have that sense of humility. I'm not the great person I thought I am, or that my vain thoughts lead me to be. Lord, help me to keep my feet on the ground. To realize there's a lot of things that I need to grow in. St. Paul says to Titus, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We try to love, work for love, we try to do everything for love. We correct people, we try to correct them out of love as well. Not out of self-love. I want this person to be like this because that's the way I say that they should be. We try to correct them because that's the right way of doing things or the right way of being. And when we see the things that could be better in other people's lives, <coughs> well, we first and foremost try and think of our own. Can I improve in this particular thing? Where do I need to be better? Sometimes we might come across a, a box of matches that's all burnt out, all of them used up. Well, we're not like that. We're not like the, the matches that burn only once. We're meant to be like a lantern, always burning, always giving off light and love and truth. Fraternal correction helps us to be that lantern, always burning giving example in everything we do, a shining light. You would only be good, said our Father in the forge, if you know how to see the good points and the virtues of others. We could ask our Lord for that special grace. Help me to be continually seeing all the good points of the people around me. The devil can be very active in pointing out all the bad things. Help me to see their abilities, their talents, the good things that they do. Open my eyes. That is why he says, when you have to correct, you should do so with charity at the opportune moment, without humiliating, and being ready yourself to learn and to improve in the very faults you're correcting. So when we're giving a correction, well, we do it with charity. We don't try to outstare the person that's uh, receiving the correction. No? 
because we know that we are nothing. Don't neglect, he says, the practice of fraternal correction, which is a clear sign of the supernatural virtue of charity. Sometimes our charity can just be on a human plane. Our Lord wants us to lift it up onto a supernatural plane. Not just human charity we're dealing with. Supernatural charity. And that lifts up the whole house, the whole centre, the whole fruitfulness of everything we're doing. You may find it hard, he says, but it's easier to be inhibited. It's easier to behave that way, but it's not supernatural. We're called to be supernatural in all that we do. To see Christ like Mary Magdalene sought him. He felt that sense of loss. And you will have to render an account to God for such omissions. God gives us the grace to give certain corrections, to say certain things to tackle certain points in our prayer. And if there are things we've noticed that seem a bit odd or that might irritate us in some way, or we see that there seems to be something funny in that comment or in that way of doing things, well, trust your sensitivity. We are people with a lot of formation. We have a good nose and a good ear. So if something sounds a bit funny or we sense something is wrong here, well, probably we're right. If we bring that thing to our prayer, we may see it clearly. And maybe there's a very small thing that we notice, and we might think, well, that's just a very small thing. It's not worth mentioning. But you see, maybe 10 other people have noticed some small thing as well. And if we each go to the director with that small thing, well, that might lead to something big. And that might be very important. St. Thomas Aquinas says, nothing moves us to love more the knowing ourselves to be loved. We remind ourselves that this is the greatest act of supernatural charity that my sisters can practice with me. Well, that lifts us up. What a wonderful thing to know I'm not alone. People care. And sometimes we have to give fraternal correction to older people, people who are longer in the work. That can be very important. We have to be very responsible. Our spirit has been entrusted to us, the treasure of our spirit, and that has to last for all time. Been entrusted to us at this particular point in time to make it yield fruit. And there might be times when we need a lot of fortitude. God, give me the strength to correct. Sometimes our father corrected very strongly, but he said he had to ask for that fortitude because he knew he'd have to give an account to God. It can be a great contribution to the apostolate. Because if we are giving formation to many people, supernumeraries, cooperators, some Gabriel people, some Raphael people, well, maybe all these people will benefit from us being better or doing things in the right way. And so it assures unity, ensures fruitfulness, fosters charity. It's a duty of charity and of justice, part of being the good shepherd. And the work well, gives us all the means we need for our sanctification. And because the work gives us all those means that we need for our sanctification, well, the work has a, a right to expect our necessary con correspondence. In order to maintain the purity of our spirit, 
you've received the spirit of the work in great purity has been entrusted to us we've got to guard that spirit make sure this is lived in all sorts of ways fraternal correction is one of the greatest means we have to change people people change with affection and with fraternal correction they don't change with comments here and there insinuations or tones or other little things and we all need that affection and that fraternal correction. Helps us to maintain our ascetical struggle alive. It also gives us self-knowledge. One time when they get together, our father asks people, how are you going as regards your self-knowledge? We're always getting to know ourselves a little bit more, a little bit better. We never fully solve the mystery. But we get to know ourselves a little better and that can help our struggle to be joyful. Fosters loyalty, confidence, naturalness. I know that if I do anything wrong, if I put my foot in it, well, somebody will tell me. And that means we can relax and be happy in family life. The sky's the limit. I can do what I want. I can feel very free because I know if I say something or do something that's a bit off, well, then I'll be told. I don't have to go around the place watching my peace and cues. And so that can help us to have a great rectitude of intention. And to see this spirit as a way of practicing refinement. My father wanted that we have a very refined charity that's manifested in very supernatural ways. That we communicate clearly. We don't walk around the place with something in our mind or in our heart. Something we've seen or noticed or that bothers us that we, we can't get it out. We never judge the intentions of other people. We know their intentions are great. The very fact that they're here is a wonderful thing. We try to give that correction promptly to avoid human respects. To practice it in the way that our Father has given it to us. And when we receive it, well, we try to have a, a real desire to implement it. We show our desire to be holy and to be more fruitful by really working on that particular thing. We don't try to justify ourselves or give explanations. And if we see somebody coming towards us with a look on their face that they're going to give us a fraternal correction, where well, we don't disappear through the first door on the left. No? And the matters for fraternal correction, well, it can be everything. Because of our unity of life. Because we try to put things into practice. We help people in the way they do the norms, in their life of piety. We help them, perhaps, in their apostolic vibration. In their approach to the means of formation. In the way they live their recollection. Or the way they take care of souls around them. Or aspects which affect the apostles of public opinion and the public relations in, in various ways. We help people with good manners, with elegance, with manners of speech, with human virtues. Usually they're small things, but those small things all put together can come to something big. The 
false reasons that can be there for not giving corrections, well, fear of how it will be received, or the presuming that it will be done by something else, or thinking that, well, I have the same defect, I'm just as bad, or that people are holier than us. If we have a fear of how it will be received, won't be received well, then well, that's to prejudge other people. It's a judgment that says that person doesn't want to be better, doesn't want to be holy. We have to try and implement it quickly so that the thing doesn't have to be mentioned to us again. And so Mary give us the grace to notice things, which is good spirit, to be vigilant. Call my own vigilant, my heart is vigilant. We go to the person who has the grace of state. We don't decide ourselves whether it's big or small or important or unimportant. If we're giving a lot of fraternal corrections, it may mean that we're thinking a lot of the others. If we're giving few, it may mean that we're not thinking so much of the others. It's something we give personally. We don't give a fraternal correction to people through a talk that we're giving or through a chat. I mentioned something that refers to one particular person in this particular group or a moment. The priest doesn't give fraternal correction through the meditation. It's something done one in one, personally. It's an obligation of fidelity. When we receive it, we say thank you. We smile and carry on. Even if we don't understand, if we pray about it, we'll see things. It's a means of formation. The Holy Spirit works through fraternal correction. And when we receive a correction, well, we can remind ourselves the Holy Spirit is here. This may be some small seed, but it may be a big thing. It helps me to get rid of the beam that is in my own eye. Like an email or a WhatsApp from God. Focus on this particular message. And so we can ask St. Joseph in this year of St. Joseph and Our Lady to help us to see those things that they want us to see in the lives of others and also in our own life so that we can work on them and build up our family spirit so that all the time we grow to a greater effectiveness. Mary, Queen of Apostles, pray for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.